Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best New York movie. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Everybody, welcome to our Dragon Con panel. Now with 500% better sound. <laughs> yeah, we're not in a giant room. We don't hear it bouncing back at us from every direction. And it sounds That's like right. there's a bunch of us in the audience saying the same things back at us. That's right. This is the first time my mic has worked at any Dragon Con I've gone to. You guys have theme music? <laughs> we do yeah, have theme, theme music. Song. Yeah, yeah this will be the first time in Dragon Con that your theme music played at the right time. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> the first time. <laughs> Thanks to the Dragon Con AV crew for helping out with this one. Of course, no, that's the doing... outro music. That's the outro yeah. music. Yeah. Oh, I'll just get please. That's just a song from my iPod. That's just not supposed to be played. Oh, and now that's there's just, just Nana an Cherry of on the screen. I just, yeah, just like Nana Cherry. <laughs> I just, every uh, once in a while, I need to take a buffalo stance. God. This is We Got This, the podcast where uh, Mark Agliardi, my comedy partner, and I settle the most important, unimportant debates in the world. We are joined by Doc Hammer and Jackson Public. You know them. You love them. Cheer for them now. Ready, go. Cheer for them now. Go. <laughs> Great. Oh, sit and down. Please, please. We've got a limited amount of time. It's, it's crazy to me that we have a limited amount of time here for a virtual really? I want to go nine hours. We have 50. We're a hard 55 minutes. I'm watching the clock now. Uh, We are here to settle once and for all the best New York movie. And this was suggested by Tommy Bobo, who sounds like a character in a New York film. (laughs) Hey, Tommy Bobo. Yeah, yeah, better be good, fellas. If it ain't good, fellas, I'm going to be real upset. We call him Tommy Bobo Bobo. because he said everything like Bobo, Bobo. (laughs) Tommy Bobo is my pet monkey. Oh, I shouldn't have brought the monkey on the spaceship. (laughs) Tommy Bobo. (laughs) Tommy Bobo, stay away from those buttons. Oh, geez, Tommy Bobo got us lost. (laughs) There goes the airlock. So we're here today to talk about New York movies. It is a huge topic, and this is, it is too big a topic for 55 minutes, and this is a, a round table or a um, five rectangles, uh, four rectangles of Zoom who like to talk. And uh, let's jump right into this, shall we? How are we going to tackle this? Are we looking for the most New York movie? What constitutes the best New York movie? Do we want the best movie that is set in New York? Do we want a movie that most represents the city itself? What do you guys think? Here's what, I, here's what I'm looking for. I think I all want these movies get points. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. a movie that when you watch it, you felt like you've been in New York. Okay. Right? You didn't feel like it was set in New York. You see, the Sophie's Choices, like that doesn't mean anything because it just... What, That's not the point of Sophie's Open Choice. Time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, you feel like you're New York. I would also like it to hinge the plot to hinge, turn on New York. So New York is a character of the film. Mm-hmm. That's okay. important too. Uh, so then Highlander, Finding Forrester, and Answer Your Pants in 1939. That's we're done. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> That's the whole list. Finding Forrester. Highlander takes place in too many places. I want it totally yeah. in New York. So let you? me ask you this then. That's bonus points for New York director. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, 
Do you think uh, you said you wanted to all not a requirement Highlander takes place in too many places. Do you guys think it ought to be a movie that takes place specific to one neighborhood in New York? Like how expansive do we want oh, to do the I right thing when they go all the way around yeah. the I just okay. want to feel like it's in New York the whole time. Okay. Right. Can we at least say this? It has to have actually been shot in New York, right? Yeah, we oh, can't do Ben Affleck okay. Daredevil is out. <laughs> that was uh, Darn it, that was my choice. <laughs> well, then oh. you have you have, you have eyes, eyes wide shut, which is clearly shot in a studio, but feels very New York and shot by a New Yorker, right? <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, you know, that makes up for some of it. But I mean, mm-hmm. if you're talking about if you're like down to three movies, I think actually shot on location is like edges out some of the other ones. But mm-hmm. okay, okay, we'll I'll let that be a, a, a final criterion. Points, points for that, yeah. Okay. Okay. So why don't we do this? We have a list of a bajillion movies that, after some angry emails today, got a bajillion more added to it. So we have a very... 90% of which were from memory. Of course. (laughs) I wasn't going to call out who added all of them. (laughs) I didn't read my email, so uh, Jackson was speaking for me. That's fair. Okay. So I would say, if you guys would allow it, what do you think to each of us We'll just start going around and we can drop in maybe over the course of this two or three each that are our top picks. How does that work? How, how does that sound? I like it. I like it. Uh, and to our guests, Doc and Jackson, I guess, uh, any, any, either one of you want to lead off? Yeah. Jackson's going to lead off. Echo E. Jackson. All not right. Clear like Doc Hammer. It's not yeah, I got a tiled room. I'm in a tiled space. Yeah, it's like a bathroom in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go After Hours, mm-hmm. Dog Day Afternoon, Annie Pelham. Holmes. Taking of Pelham? No? Original Taking of Pelham? You can have it. I, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if I could have five. Yeah. No, so, so, you know what? Put them all in. I don't know. <laughs> all three of them in. What, what makes them, for you, maybe a little bit of each one, what makes it kind of a quintessential New York movie? Tell me what three I said again, because I don't remember. You said after hours, <laughs> dog day I'm afternoon, and a third one that I <laughs> after Annie Hall, Annie and Hall. Annie Hall, sure, right? Annie Hall is obvious. Woody Allen is, you know, eh, I know it's a touchy news. subject. But yeah, well, that's why it's not going to be Manhattan. <laughs> but I mean, that is one of the. Although that. Manhattan is a gorgeous story is not exactly a relatable New York story, right? (laughs) But it is uh, a love letter to Manhattan. And uh, you you like some Gershwin in there. Um, The opening, I think the opening of Manhattan is perfect. That black and white, just shots of New York City with Gershwin playing over the top of it. And then it is problematic. The rest of the movie. I I want to throw, I want to, exclude that from from the uh the list only because it's a man it's such a idealized version of manhattan it's like it's the manhattan that doesn't really exist that black and white beautiful manhattan that's in somebody's imagination it's not really manhattan right you know it's a manhattan of somebody that used to live in manhattan and then moved away yeah that's what you always remember the best version of it yeah yeah well, that yeah, wasn't even that on the list. It, but, it's the, yeah, it's the yeah. ex-girlfriend of Manhattan. <laughs> the first Woody Allen movie that I ever saw was Manhattan Murder Mystery in the theater. Ooh. And I came out of it going like, why are we making a big deal about this guy? Because he had Alan Alda. Like, oh, no, I guess we should solve this. Um, I don't know, maybe that person's a murderer. It was like, the, I mean, it's really bad. 
I saw, really a, I, I saw a sleeper, which doesn't take place yeah. in the present day. No. But that was amazing for a kid. That was great. Yeah, I went back and watched yeah. it and then came to appreciate some of his stuff. But that is a rough one to start on. Okay, so After Hours is on there because uh, I feel yeah, like I was just gonna it's, ask. It's, it's an underrated one. Super I, I underrated. don't know the movie After Hours. Let me yeah, throw After Hours. Scorsese, who lives in Lower Manhattan, mm-hmm. films a movie in Lower Manhattan that takes place entirely in Lower Manhattan in like four blocks. It's like Spring Street, Prince, that whole area just going from bar to apartment, meeting all the kinds of people you meet in New York. It is so quintessentially New York. And it's good. Right. You guys should just see it. You should take it. Take some time and watch. It's it. also it's an offbeat movie. Like it's got the spirit of it. Fits. Um, yeah, and it's all about just like meeting weirdos and having like the worst night of your life. Yeah, and it, it has the like, guy in. But it. also, it's also got. It's like the worst night of your life because you keep following. Like it, it plays out exactly the way a night would if you're a young man in New York, where you like yeah. follow some pretty girl to some dumb party or something like that. And then just like weird crap happens to you and you lose her for a while. And yeah, it's like, it's a horror. It's a horror story. Really. It's a horror story. And he's chasing Roseanne Arquette, who's lovely. Meow. And she ends up killing herself. Do you remember that? Oh, right. She yeah. kills her. Like it's depressing. You don't even wow. think about it that way. You think it's fun. She kills herself. And then she, he finds out that the bartender was actually her husband or boyfriend and had the apartment like everything's intertwined it's pretty good it has um terry gar is a weirdo terry gar playing phoebe from friends before phoebe from friends knew she was phoebe from friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah and she's like obsessed with the 60s because the movie's made in the 80s and if you want to watch it now you just go oh that person's obsessed with the early 2000s for instance they're wearing a fergie shirt instead of the (laughs) 60s thing i'm trying to make it contemporary for you. sure thank you thank you for updating anytime griffin dunn stars in it died the world new yorker right there it's good Uh, to see griffin dunn without half his face torn off by the way yeah (laughs) because that's the only griffin dunn i always remember is griffin dunn in in american werewolf in london yeah half his face is torn off (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't have the the guy who was a who sold dr pepper in the late 70s the so think actually, the yeah, song. The I think he's actually Griffin Dunn's soulmate, and they always travel together again because American World from London is deeply entrenched into my psyche. So, um, well, this one is oh, not one. What, who's who's that one? Uh, who's that one actor who's in it? Um, he's also the villain in Desperately Seeking Susan, which I hope is on your list, Doc. Chris. Oh, oh my goodness! No, and he's like he's like the lackey villain in in No Way Out. What's his name? Oh, is it like Durst on, or something? Is there is he got a name like that? John Hurd is in this. No. Is he the one? I'm just looking at the cast list. Uh, but he does have Bronson Pinchot. Balky is in it. His uh, his character's name is Horst. In in, in after oh, Will hours. Patton. Yeah, John Hurd. Oh, Will Patton. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, the great Will great. Patton. I, I mean, Will I'm looking Patton. at this cast. This cast is amazing. It's got Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's got Bronson Pinchot in it. Or yeah, Balky Bartakamouse. Yeah, Bartolome um, Balky. So let's twist. <laughs> because because we are on a time crunch, we got, we're going to move sure. on to some more movies. Um, let's talk about Dog Day Afternoon, Park Slope oh. movie, right? No, uh, isn't it? I thought it was. No, uh, it's like it's like further out in Brooklyn. It's more the like, Midwood. Uh, Midwood was the something like that. The actual one. Um, but yeah, it's it is a Brooklyn movie. Uh, it is. Al Pacino at his Al Pacino early best. It's yeah. one of the few performances it's we ever Pacino. got from uh, John Cazale. 
Sidney Lumet, Lumet, who's like one of the like pantheon of New York directors. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what that movie does beautifully is uh, it is not only is a movie, is it a movie of its place? It's a movie of its time. Right. You know, right. It's like, it's, it's very real, much about, yeah. it's, it's a, a real, real it's true story. Of, of the, it's Can I play story. devil's advocate on that? Yeah. Mm. It takes place entirely in a bank and then mm. outside of the bank until it gets sure. super depressing. And it takes place in an airport where they kill people. I don't want to ruin the. Sorry. You already told us that she kills herself at the right, end right. of after hours. Yeah. Not in the end, right in the, in the middle. It's weird, <laughs> like right in the pocket. It, it, it just, isn't that like what? disqualifying Pelham for taking place on a subway and in oh, but it does, underground it subway, the subway offices that, that we've place. never been in? Like, no, there's so driving. many. There's so many people there. There's so many New York characters yelling at each other. Mm. They have to like get the money to the subway, so they drive through the streets of Manhattan, right? right? They and crash you really the get a sense. Of, yeah, you yeah. really get a sense of the city at that moment. And right. everybody's got those like precious New York accents, except for um, yeah. what's his name there? No, not Matha. <laughs> he just Matha. always sounds like oh, Robert Matha. Shaw. Robert Shaw, who just has that beautiful Shaw-ian accent, yeah. uh, which is Quint primarily. He's yeah. always looking for doll's eyes <laughs> in the subway. Um, do you <laughs> do you think that that disqualifies Dog Day Afternoon? That it could be that because it's one location and it's just it is that bank. Does that make it a New York? <sighs> Because we don't see New York as much physically, is it less of a New York movie? No. I'm going to throw out mine, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you all it's got going for it. Problem is, it's a two-hour film that's very hard to finish. Okay. <laughs> two whole hours. <laughs> now, you have, a, you have how, how many are on that list? About 500. Right. Oh, the big list. Yet it is bereft of this one film. Oh, oh God. First of all, written by Tama Janowitz. Can you get more New York than Tama? You can't. Oh, no. um, okay. I, I know what yeah. you're Yeah, right. Tama Janowitz, right? Although, here's the weird part. Is it directed by a New Yorker? No. It's, it's, a, it's a view from an outsider. Merchant Ivory film. What? What, what is this? <laughs> Merchant Ivory film. Tama Janowitz is the writer. Okay. She's also in it. Bernadette Peters, lovely. Come on, who doesn't love her? We also Nobody. Her Steve Martin when we were yeah. a kid, right? Um, I am throwing out. Also, it has New York in the title. Slaves yeah. of New York. I okay. I've never even heard of this movie. What is Slaves of New York? Slaves of New York is about a bunch of artists. Mid eighties. Mid-80s, perfectly mid-80s, shot entirely in New York, real New York apartments, real neighborhoods. Like, you can find out where they are. Anytime someone's downtown, they're truly downtown. Lower East Side Gallery, you can see what the Lower East Side looked like with the, you know, like a limousine parked next to a burning car. Those are the days, were they not? <laughs> <laughs> very weird. Very weird. Very, yeah, like a, a, an indigent next to a yuppie. Very strange New York. Kind of a love story. Kind of a story about just how hard it is to, to get by New York at that time. Young people Mild trying to make comedy. in what? The yeah. fashion business? What, what is their thing? Well, she makes I hats. Forget. Bernadette Peters makes hats. Her boyfriend is a painter and he paints these like pictures of uh, comic books but makes them huge. Uh, all the artwork in it is, is spot on. A matter of fact, it still looks like the crap in New York. It's Nothing's changed. I think it may have been that every artist saw that movie and go, that's what art looks like. That's what I'm going to make. Or nobody's been thinking about it for a long time. Different topic, by the way. But this, to me, is the quintessential New York film. Okay. 
All right. But You've got two but more. But it's tough to get through. It's hard to watch. It's two hours. And I, I feel like two for hours. what? Yeah. It's two hours. It's two hours long and it's hard, it's hard to watch. <laughs> it's, more, it's more authentic than Desperately Seeking Susan, but I feel like you're getting mm-hmm. a lot of the same stuff from them. Okay. Okay. Two guys. Yeah. All right. That yeah. definitely it has, helps. It has Chris Sarandon. And mm-hmm. isn't he in um, Desperately Dog Seeking Day. Susan? Is he? Mm-hmm. I think isn't Chris Sarandon Desperately? No, he's uh, Desperately Seeking Susan. Isn't, uh, he's in. Um, no, it's is Griffin it Dunn who's in Who's That Girl? Griffin Dunn yet again in a New York movie. <laughs> what is up with Griffin the, Dunn? Which the best the New York Tiger. movie is anything Griffin Dunn is in. Yeah, it also yeah. it also has um uh what's her name uh uh Mercedes Rule in it. Mm. Ooh. Right. Okay. And by the way, Mercedes rules in this film. She's great. <laughs> I just Thanks, Gene big Shelley. fan. She's in yeah, big, big she's in uh, Lost in Yonkers, big. she's great, another New York movie. Big Fisher big King. Man. Fisher King Art movie. Yeah. She is a, she is she it's anything if it's got Griffin Dunn and uh and Mercedes Rule in it. Lost that's Yonkers. That's the winner. Yeah. That's gotta be the winner of yeah. the and it's not a lot of people that you like seeing. And and also there's like cameos that aren't even remotely announced, like passing by the camera mm-hmm. and you go, Oh, who's the Jackson, who's the guy who was uh, ran the village voice for Michael Musto? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. M- M- Musto just walks by the camera and you're like, that's that's a gift to all true New Yorkers. <laughs> he does like see a Canadian young, cross. Young, Mike, or he's young like, Michael Musto. Walks by yeah, that's like Rex Reed showing up at Superman, but for a different crowd. Yeah, and it's more yeah. of a gift uh. than Rex Reed because Rex Reed is nobody's <laughs> gift. Nobody wants Rex Reed showing up at Superman. <laughs> Michael Musto is nobody's <laughs> gift either. Come on. Michael Musto's fantastic. Uh, by the way, I'm drinking. I'm drinking um, Manhattan Special Soda. Hey, look at that. Nice. Hey. And I am in New York for this podcast. So I think I have some kind of powerful State. authority. So you get, you get double points for everything yeah. that you say? I would like to think my word has more weight. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so you, you get two more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Which I'm telling you, um, one of them is After Hours, because After Hours... You, we said that already. We already talked really about take, it. It really takes place in Manhattan, and uh, when Jackson and I were trying to figure out which one we wanted to do, I was pretty high on like '80s one-hit wonders, but kind of only my like what? house. Like what? Nine and a half weeks? No, I mean, my like, brother was an extra. Literally, in, he was in really? nine and a half weeks. And Pritzi's honor for like a I know I know people six months Spider-Man trying to films. be an extra in New York movies. <laughs> um, no, I mean this. Slaves uh, in New York is an '80s one-hit wonder. I mean that was yeah. not that Merchant Ivory did go. To direct a lot of fantastic <laughs> films, but uh, what what else? Um, yep, I'm going to go with Taking of Pelham One, Two, Three. And okay. here's one yeah. reason: one takes place entirely in New York. You couldn't have that plot anywhere else in New York because it's about a subway being held up. And I'm not talking about the remake. I'm talking about the original one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't love Denzel Washington because he is top top tier with me. Uh, sure. I wish he. He was in it when he was what, fifteen, seventeen? How old would Denzel have been? Someone get on on, on the internet, and find out <laughs> how old Denzel would have been during the, the original yeah. taking of Pelham. Yeah, because I would have loved probably, to see him just come a teenager. in. Paper, paper. Yeah. Who wants a paper? Hey, kid, I'll take a paper. Denzel Washington cameo. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it has a mad dash through the streets of New York, shot in New York, which you don't see that that much anymore. Like. Mm-hmm. If stuff is shot in New York, which it is, they'll never do a car chase. They always just get a couple blocks, show one neighborhood. But this clearly shot entirely in Manhattan. Uh, subway shot in a real subway. 
and Subway. Come Subway. It's a Subway <laughs> with all the people on the Subway with the, oh, I'm, yeah. the, I'm the this guy. It's not yeah. the underground. It's not the bar. It's not the T. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. The, it's, it's, not it's not. You don't need a Charlie card. <laughs> and there is awesome. there is nothing like that. That is not that is not something that's been reproduced in any other city. The New York subway system is the arguably the quintessentially New York thing because it hits you in right. all five of your senses. Yeah, and this was before and they boroughs. figured out how to get yeah. the the graffiti. All off five of senses, cars, all five boroughs. So it looks super. It looks super New York. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's so <laughs> gross. Uh, I would also like to put out New York stories, okay. which I don't remember, but it says New York. I watched I, it yesterday oh, in preparation for it? this because I was like, that's got to be it, right? It's Scorsese, Coppola, and Woody Allen. Right. Uh, it, doesn't Buscemi in one yes. of the – or Buscemi? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also in Slaves of New York, so I always get the two – like I think I made one movie in my head out of After Hours – Slaves of New York and 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 uh, New York Stories, and I think that might win. Doc Hammer's crazy mixed up version of all those movies, all of them featuring a young Steve Buscemi. It's the gritty New York into the woods. Yeah, it's yes. called the York. It's, you just yeah. buy them all. That's yeah, life that in one, New York. I'm putting that one out. My childhood memory of all those films turned into one. <laughs> Let's. I want so Jackson. Go- wait, Jackson saw mm-hmm. New York yeah. Stories. What, what's the problem with it? Oh, it's um the the Coppola story is even more annoying than I remembered it being. <laughs> <laughs> and you remembered it to be annoying. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Scorsese one is is the best. It's like Nick Nolte, Roseanne Arquette. Uh, Steve Buscemi is like a, he's a performance artist that Rosanna Arquette slept with. And it's all about being a loft living, obnoxious, drunk, uh, New York, uh, action painter, you know, first time I ever heard certain cream songs. Uh, I mean, it's Scorsese. So like great music, great shots, um, troubling morality and stuff like that. The, so the can co- we put the couple just, ones annoying? It's like a, it's almost like an updated Eloise about a little rich girl who lives in a hotel. Uh, and then the Woody Allen one is like one of his short stories. It's like surreal and silly, and it's like I like it a lot. But yeah, it yeah. seems like if this episode were best era of New York movies, these all fit into <laughs> such a narrow window. Uh, well, look, do you think was, do you think it's because that version, that gr- super gritty version of New York, is the more interesting version to watch on film? No, I'm going to tell you why uh, that that is true. This was at the when the studio system was dissolving, right? And these and these young guys started making these relatively cheap, gritty movies, and they were all shot on location where they lived, and it really gave this great grittiness to it. And and this is my last pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's on the list. If it's not, you got you should be ashamed of yourself with mm-hmm. the Muppets take Manhattan. Come on, kids! Uh, this, <laughs> this this is what it is. It's it's Mean Streets. Hey, Ken Plume is off mic right now, biting his knuckle. Yeah, he's yeah. not crying. That's the greatest New York film in the history of film. <laughs> uh, 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 mean Streets, I, I would say, is my last pick. Mean Streets. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, let's talk uh, about it, Mean Streets. It, San, it, it takes place all in the Lower oh, East Side. So, it's yep. so Young sweaty. De Niro. 
It's a sweaty it's, film. It's a sweaty, sweaty it's movie. A, it's a sweaty, claustrophobic movie. It really looks like all these films take place in my neighborhood, by the way. This, so I, I can see it and I can navigate through the mm. film. There's nothing worse than seeing a film and you recognize a corner and then they show the next corner and you're like, that's on the other side of town. It's a yeah. lie. Uh, the, yeah. yeah. When the camera turns, you know where it is. It's, it's a movie that actually goes into um, St. Patrick's Cathedral. Is it Patrick's or Paul's? What's the one on the corner of Mulberry? The one by uh, your house. <laughs> by my house. Uh, it's, it's neither, isn't it? St. Patrick's it's is the, the one in Midtown. No, the no, that's the, the big one. The one with the weird brick wall around it. And, yeah, yeah. Yes, and that's the thing. Mean Street, I've always looked in, a, I always look in the little hole in the brick wall, like, what's in there? It's Why is it not San Gennaro, by the way? <laughs> it should be. Yeah. But uh, in Mean Streets, they actually shot in that graveyard. So it's the only time I've ever seen the graveyard because they won't let me in. So Mean Streets, to me, is part of like a get-to-know-your-neighborhood. Right. Okay. You know, I've never seen in there. Uh, great film. Oh, and they're like crawling into other people's rooms and stuff. Remember that? Did you see Mean Street recently, Jackson? Uh, it's probably been about eight years. They go into like other people's uh, apartments by going through the window and going up to the roof and stuff right, like right, that. Right. So New York thing to do. So low airships because it's all tenements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's my that's that's my last one. And yeah, Godfather too. When you have, uh, open the window, you hide this for me to your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I love that New York uh, thing. Of these like, are two different know, eras we're discussing, though. One is like your '70s thing, and the other one, the other ones right. are mid '80s. Like mm-hmm. that's the New York we wanted to be a part of, the like desperately seeking Susan and and the sort of punk mid '80s New York. Yeah, like it's a it's a mess, and we're getting to be teenagers who are starting to want to live there. You know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, also bear in mind, like we're of a certain age. So like the seventies right. is our childhood. The eighties is our, the beginning of our like wanting to have an adult life somewhere. Yeah. So that's, that's why they're going to ring. And then in the, by the nineties, we're, we're trying to live it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some good, there's some good nineties ones. <laughs> what, like um, what? <sighs> he said with skepticism. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have God, one? I have, one? Mark? I'd have Where's that list? Up. Do I have a nineties one? Yeah, well, well is that, you have your three. Do you know what they are, Mark? The uh, third, there's, the there's the third Die Hard. Jackson Crooklyn. There's like the Die Hard three. Cro- die Hard with a yeah. your third? Is Crooklyn, Crooklyn your third? Well, Crooklyn that is would like be that. His fifth, by the way. Crooklyn, I, I'm I'm New Yorker. <laughs> I, I said my 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 answers are more weight. I told uh, you this. No, Crooklyn is Slaves of New York, shit. taking Pelham one six three. Uh, uh, New York stories, Mean Streets, and Crooklyn. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll exclude okay. Do the Right Thing and include Crooklyn. Do the Right Thing is very New York, but it's like a it's a hot, balmy, unhappy film that doesn't remind me of a New York that I love. Crooklyn reminds me exactly of a New York that I love. And, and the whole kind of how a family lives in, you know, well, they're in Brooklyn, but how a family mm-hmm. lives in New York. I will, I'll, you know what, I'll drop in my three now because I think... I think it's interesting that you brought up Mean Streets and Crooklyn because two of mine were Taxi Driver and Do the Right Thing. Just trying to look, not, this is not just personal favorites, but, you know, at the idea of what a New York movie is and means to maybe those outside of New York who don't have the, as intimate a knowledge of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And then also just for me personally, my, one I wanted to throw in was Ghostbusters. Sure. Because it, it has nothing to do with being a New York movie, except when they're driving the Ecto-1 around the city. 
But it is all over. They work at Columbia University. They go to the yeah, New York they meet the Library mayor. at the beginning. The building, no, and they're the, uh, Saturday building is in Central guys. Park West. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. they are None representative of them are from of, yeah. New York. <laughs> they are no. the least New York group. It's yeah. like, no, but Saturday Night like, Live is a New York institution. So. That's and true. they were yeah, all uh, of that. And that was yeah. my version of, you said the things you were obsessed with growing up. That was my thing that I was obsessed with growing up was specifically getting uh, not just to New York, but to uh, Studio 8H and Rockefeller Center. So that right. that was my version of New York. The aspirational version of New York I had was always uh, Midtown Manhattan. But I, w- I want to talk about Do the Right Thing, about, about this, uh, those four movies, sort mm-hmm. of Crooklyn and Do the Right Thing together as, uh, like, let these movies duke it out and Mean Streets and Taxi Driver. Oh. Because one thing I love about Taxi Driver is that, is that character. Another one that I wanted to throw in if we're talking, uh, and because just because this sort of feels like an opposite of Taxi Driver is Wall Taxi. Street. Uh, yeah, taxi <laughs> is Wall Street. Yeah, the the uh, the, the car wash. Taxi. <laughs> taxi. Wall Street. Wall Street was on your list, Doc. Because Street, both of yeah, you we were just throwing Street, them out yesterday. When we were throwing them out yesterday, I did say Wall Street because it is it's so New York. That and um, what's that? Wretched American Psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and those movies, along with Taxi Driver, they don't just feel like what and where New York is. That they feel like who New York is. Like the right, characters it, it, in Wall Street are are those aspirational poles, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it. Of I just can't get behind it as a guy that has lived in New York yeah. most of his life. I, I, those terrible people are not what I want to yeah. think about when I think of New York. They're they're wretched. you want the lovely Lower East Side artists who are yeah, really downtown people. people. Yeah, yeah. Or I downtown want, folk. I want the downtown folk. I don't want those. those <laughs> or or uh, Central Park intellectuals. People. I like them too. Or Midtown yeah, ghosts. Midtown ghosts. Or like Brooklyn <laughs> squid and the whale intellectuals. That kind of. <laughs> You know, the, the people you wish you were raised by when you go to their house, you're like, I can't believe you live in New York and you have a building. Yeah. I can't believe you're in a, like you have a whole building. Cause you, you don't have buildings in New York. You, you, I have an apartment the size of like uh, one of your bathrooms. I guarantee it. It's tiny. Okay. So they're this kind, is pretty like nihilistic though. Those two movies. Like that's, that's I why know, I, don't, I don't want to vote for them because they're like, right. Wall Street or it, uh, do the like right a, thing and Taxi Driver. Yeah, Taxi Driver, taxi driver more more than I mean I yeah. love it. Yeah, and I like Taxi Driver is just a, it's too. Like it that's the thing, and like all the glitz and glamour of Wall Street is the utter darkness and despair of Taxi Driver. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's it is so the, it's, bleak. It's yeah. so wretched and bleak. Yeah, it's, it's hard to watch. And that is a that is a part of New York. These people that live in New York, but they're not a part of New York. They don't go out of their house. They're not a part of all the cool stuff going on. They just sit in their apartments and just start hating people, mm-hmm. <laughs> hating filth and like hating everything. I, this goes for outside of New York, of course. Yeah, but the it's not uniquely New York. <laughs> no, unique New York. No, it's not specific to New York, but it is one of those things in New York and you meet those kind of people and they're just wretched and I don't want to celebrate them by voting for them. Great. I am, look, I am all on board uh, to stick my, uh, or to thumb my nose at nihilism. Sure. I will do that happily. But I still want I still want Ghostbusters on the list, and I don't think that the do the right thing sweatiness is a downside of do the right thing. Well, because there's Crooklyn, and if you you know how many Spike Lee's do you want? Crooklyn is is so New York. It's so beautifully New York. It's so New York family. Mm -hmm. It's so you know that 
getting an icy and it gets all over your face kind of yeah. New York. I mean, Scorsese's on here multiple times, as mm-hmm. is Woody yeah. Allen so far. And also, I mean, do the right thing. Part of it is is like an indictment on Ed Koch, which feels like a very New York thing to do, to have mm-hmm. strong feelings about Ed Koch and put them in your movie. <laughs> yeah, it is, it yeah. is particularly New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy needs a movie about him. He's awful. I'm going to show him. Uh, but I'm the mayor who read my book. The mayor. <laughs> How am I doing? <laughs> How am I doing? I'm the mayor. <laughs> how what's on uh what's on your list i feel like so many of the big ones have been taken and i want to give a shout out to remo williams the adventure begins <laughs> only because <laughs> the final battle takes place on a scaffolded statue of liberty which in, during right. my childhood is when they were renovating it so anytime we would take a trip yeah. to new york from philly you'd be like well you can't go to the the statue of liberty it's just that thing surrounded by girders and planks so, it was uh, it was the pre you uh, did you ever go see it when it was the grid over the torch before it just yeah. became the solid gold on the torch you know there's that iron sort of what movie did you just mention Remo Williams, Williams. <laughs> the adventure began directed by it. a Frenchman starring are you sure Fred Ward. Not, but, uh, this yeah. is what my head heard when you said that person oh, and, and, and the lightning thief that's exactly <laughs> what I heard <laughs> I'm like that takes place in New York I don't think so. Practically the same movie, and it has a very offensive right. Asian stereotype played by Joel Gray. He is the yeah. he's the he's Yoda. Yellow face. Yeah, he's okay, a well, pure should... yellow face. But th- I love that the the idea that this movie called itself The Adventure Begins, which tells you that they were planning on making at least three more. <laughs> oh my god! Can we do uh, can we do a whole other episode about uh, best movies that were supposed to launch a franchise and it doesn't oh. work? Yeah, yes. it'll be our um, Artemis Fowl jumper. episode. <laughs> Yeah, no jumper looper. <laughs> Isn't jumper the looper sequel though? No, come on. Man. No, I'm kidding. Um, and then falling uh, down. Yeah, oh, uh, falling down. <laughs> I was gonna have so master many... commander. Oh my yes. god, that yeah. wins. It's right? so good. Our side of the world. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and my next one. I just watched it for the first time recently. Maybe that's why recency bias, because it feels very much like I'm walking through the neighborhoods of New York. And the whole thing feels like a play that I saw that somebody just filmed, which mm-hmm. is Moonstruck. Oh, yes. it's written by a playwright. Yeah. One of the great but playwrights. But the, like everything about that is so New York and, and very specific cultural community that I am not a part of at all. And the the third one, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's when you take on faith. You have to believe that actually exists. That there's a handless mm-hmm. baker. Yes. He <laughs> took my hand. <laughs> yeah, you have, to, you have to believe that that's true, that there is this whole community that actually works like that. And in Moonstruck, you buy it. You're like, that yeah. must really exist. Or, or that Cher ever lived among humans. That's right. That's <laughs> one of us. Yeah, no, she is the Cher. <laughs> who walks yeah. around. But like in a everything pod. from the, the basement human, where they're making all the bread to what the bakery mm-hmm. looks like to he's got the apartment above and then the brownstone. Like it's just everything about it feels to me very much like a New York uh, that I've been to. And I'm kind of torn for the third for the third one between three movies. One is The Godfather, mm-hmm. which feels like sure. a I feel like that's the one that kind of has to go in. One or two. One. Because two's mostly in Italy and, and Tahoe. Yeah, but it's old New York. You, you do get like, that early 20th century New York get, with the you black man. You get a little of it, but... The original I mean, San Gennaro Festival. I mean, I, I, that's a historical document I, for me. There is New I York do love San Gennaro. but I feel like the first Godfather is set almost entirely right. in New York as opposed mm-hmm. to like... And then we get to New York eventually. There we are. That That is one. Another, which is like super dingy New York, 
uh, is Three Days of the Condor, but I don't think that yeah. relies on New York. No. And he leaves. I don't know doesn't, he like, Condor. doesn't he end up way out of town by the end of it? Maybe. Maybe he does. Is Three Days of the Condor the Pelican Brief? Yeah, I'm just, is it possible yeah. to say movie? Yeah, it's, it uh, is. It's, you play it's, it in a triple feature with yeah. the birds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd I put Marathon Man before Three Days of the Condor if you're going yeah, I think you're right. spy movies. So my actual third one, it's mm-hmm. not Three Days of the Condor. It's going to be Saturday Night Fever, which yes. is – It's very New York. Super yeah. New York. very New York. Also like way I blocks away from those people. And yeah. I hated them. <laughs> I was I was talking to my dad about it. He's like, yeah, it was a really good film. I was like, you remember that there's sexual assault and then 90 seconds later the movie ends, right? And he's like, no, that's not that. really what it is. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Content warning, everybody. And like, yeah. But it also captures like this, a specific neighborhood and mm. a very – it's very – What neighborhood is – Saturday Night Fever. Bay Ridge. Bridge and, Bay yeah. Ridge. Yeah, Bay Ridge. It, also, in my mind, it's Greece, right? It's like fun. There's a flying car at the end. <laughs> it's it's well, a blast. The only images you ever see of it is yeah, when you like see 30 like thirty year olds playing high school kids. It's excellent. Yeah. And then you watch the film and you're like, "This is a dark, horrid film." Fabian it's runs not, the hardware store. That's why yeah. you're getting it all so mixed yeah. up. I don't it's know. It's just like disco Mean Streets. Yeah, because well, it has disco music in it. It has John Travolta in it. Yeah. It yeah. must be Grease. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's also like the movie that I saw so many times as a kid because we had WHT and that was what was playing that like <laughs> what is WHT? It's like the worst cable like pre HBO. Like 10 seconds before HBO there was WHT and that's what we we couldn't get HBO in New York but we could get WHT and it was What does this stand for? Well, what? Echo Home Theater. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was that. There was Summer 42. Hold on a second. So that one was that one was uh when what was it? Uh something home theater. What was the first well, one? Wometco. Wometco home theater. And then there was home box office. The idea yeah. of just an uncut movie being at home, all their names were like, We're going to turn your home into a theater. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you want to see meatballs over and over again? <laughs> Here it comes. And then I have edited so many VHS tapes. on WPIX. <laughs> we edited out all the swears and good parts. We've cut the alien out of the film entirely. Oh. Enjoy. Meatballs too. <laughs> does, does Meatball 2 have the Hey Vern guy in it? Uh, you may be thinking Ernest goes to camp. Okay. Yeah. 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 I am. <laughs> Mark, Mark got me. He just got me. He called me out. I'm thinking of a title. Which Ernest goes to camp. We were doing best camp movie. The meatball saga. We spliced one and two together. (laughs) You play them chronologically. Half of the movie's in sepia tone for no reason at all. You just (laughs) have like sepia tone. Uh, All of of Ted the Alien's uh, lines are in Italian and subtitled. (laughs) Oh, my God. But Tamajanowitz, you guys, I don't want to go back to slavery in New York, but Tamajanowitz. <laughs> Just say Tamajanowitz, the onomatopoeic feeling of Tamajanowitz. Tamajanowitz. She had, she had giant hair. Not only did she write it, she's in it. She, she bookends it. She's in, the, she's in the hair salon in the beginning, and then at the end, she's on the toilet talking to Bernadette Peters. As we all like, wish we could be. Yeah, sure. I always wanted to be on the toilet talking. I always wanted Bernadette Peters as my friend. I want to play ukulele with I Bernadette I don't want her Peters. to know that I poop. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Don't, don't let her in that room. 
Yeah, she is a goddess. How dare you want to yeah. poop near a goddess? Oh, angels usually come and get it out of my system for me. They just scoop it out. I don't really have to go. I, I only eat exactly the right amount of nutrients, so there's no waste. There's no zero waste. It comes out of my tears. <laughs> I want to go back to a movie from the very beginning that we never talked about because we got sidetracked by whether or not Manhattan was any good, which was not Am even on the list. We're going back to Finding Forces. We're going back yeah, to I'm Finding Forces. I want to edit this list. Sorry. <laughs> I want to go back and talk about Annie Hall. We never really got into yeah. Annie Hall at all. Sure. Annie Hall's another movie that, like, I, I need to verify these facts. Like, as, as a guy from Manhattan who's lived there for years, mm-hmm. I can kind of verify facts. I know neighborhoods. I know these kind of things that happen. That world, like of of annie hall is is a level up from the way i live you know what i mean that's kind of a a Mm -hmm. upper middle class kind of lifestyle Mm -hmm. i'm living the downtown life so i can't verify annie hall jackson can you verify (laughs) annie hall i'm sure you have to trust it are you gonna vouch for it right now (laughs) look if i'm there's also like there's a lot of flashbacks in annie hall too so you get like some coney Mm -hmm. island and stuff and yeah, I need to you, get, you get childhood, you get adulthood. Uh, there's a trip to California in the middle, right? Yeah, no, there's, you can remember the 1940s in in Coney Island, which I remember perfectly. Uh, I, I could ask my dad. <laughs> yeah, worrying <laughs> 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 about U-boats. I, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. I will say we life. didn't talk about any of the Neil Simon trilogy that is very oh, a trilogy of plays. I mean, all of Neil Simon, uh, you've got Brighton Beach, Brighton Beach memoirs, uh, Lost Prison, Island, those, Avenue. Pre- those yeah. Neil Simon things, although being very New York, mm-hmm. exteriors are shot. And then it's these are like Los Angeles sound stages for right. most of the stuff. It doesn't really count. Barefoot in the park, yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. But you do have like Brighton Beach memoirs. You're talking about Brighton Beach memoirs and. Uh, and well, Biloxi Blues takes place right uh, at the overseas Mer- and Mer- and in Bay. Mississippi, but the Frank Beach <laughs> memoirs for for certain is like. But I just wanted to give Neil Simon a shout out because we hadn't mentioned him. Now I realize yes. that he is primarily a playwright, mm-hmm. and these are film. They probably shouldn't count because they are filmed adaptations of plays. He did Barefoot in the Park. That's Neil Simon, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, that's very New York. That whole experience that they have is mm-hmm. very New York, and then going yeah. to the the actual. Also, I'm I'm couple they drive around the city a bit when they're when they're looking for felix they're driving around they go to the strip bar they're walking around mm-hmm. park do you there's, think that- there's more of a flavor in that one they, they had an argument on the roof i, I point, love you know? uh yeah i i love neil simon's work yeah. i do i love neil simon it does feel like a pretty version of new york which leads me to this which you think is more beneficial for what we're talking about here a postcard version of new york city or an actual photograph of like when Harry met Sally real New York. Like you know a, what I mean? Like right. these, some of these really polished, beautiful versions of New York, even something like Ghostbusters is giving you, uh, it's giving you all the tourist spots. You know what I mean? It's taking you to these locations. I want to, I, I'm not showing you a little of both. I want okay. a little of yeah. both. And I feel like the New York spirit is like, Oh, here it is. Warts and all, but don't you love it? You know, yeah, it's I like, love that. Yeah, the New York yeah. spirit is like we're rooting for the Mets, even though we're in second to last place. So know? let's talk about these movies. Which of these movies is the Mets? You know? <laughs> yeah, you're I going mean, back to After Hours again. After Hours is really yeah. about a guy from uptown mm-hmm. who comes downtown for what he thinks is like it. It starts off. He looks at his clock, eleven thirty at night, right? Mm-hmm. 
So it's like it, it that's already a New York thing that you can begin your evening at eleven thirty <laughs> at night. Yeah. It's like that's where the movie begins. Yeah. So he's he's just gonna go he's just gonna go see a girl that he met at a restaurant that I don't know what restaurant is, but it looks like that remember the guy that did the I'll have pad thai, try the pad thai. It looks just <laughs> like that restaurant. That's an, inside, the famous for it. that's an inside joke with us. One time yeah. Jackson and I were in a restaurant and, you know, everybody's talking. There's a din and out of nowhere, clear as a bell, a guy with a, a, a voice that can be heard across the room goes, order the pad thai. They're famous for it. Is and it Fred Stoller? The and, and, by, and by they, he meant the ties. <laughs> he didn't, <laughs> he didn't they're famous that for that specific, specific restaurant. Possibly yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. The, Basically, Thai just, food is famous for pad thai. It's famous for pad thai. You can't go to a, a Thai restaurant and not get the pad thai. I'd watch this guy's. I would watch this guy's Food Network show. By the yeah, way, it, it, we ticked on that for about with so many years that we had a character that started to sound like that. We everybody was pad thai guy. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, that restaurant I think is in the beginning of After Hours where he meets Roseanne Arquette. Isn't it? It's, it's like it's, isn't it that diner down in. There's no oh. diners down in end of sentence. There's just none. It, it looks like because that's, that's not right true. Uh, Mary Jane Watson works in one. That's yeah, like that's Moonlight that's Diner. Fictitious. <laughs> no, but the diner's <laughs> really there. No, there is a diner that's that the they west go end to. Of Soho, though, but yeah. There is a diner they go to. I'm not sure which one that is. There used to be that one on Sixth Ave. Do you remember Sixth Ave? Right when you get into Soho, yeah, there was that actual brick and mortar diner right. with the uh, with the aluminum, all that kind of crap. Yeah, and then the there's Spider-Man. another one. That's the Spider-Man one, right? Yeah. And then there's the other one that's in um, another good New York film in the original uh, Men in Black. Right. Also has that diner yeah. on the West Side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good one. Put Men in Black in there. That's very New York. I put Men in, in Black is very New York. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. It even takes. They have to go to Queens at the end, right by right by Shea Stadium. That's the, the yeah. Left. The uh, Flushing Meadows is the climax yeah. of uh, the movie. I'm putting it on. No, that, that is a great like little tour around the city too, because there's a lot of like stuff in the village. Yeah, and look, the yeah. weird. There's the weird. I mean, their headquarters is in the Hudson River air shaft. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That is a weird, what a weird, cool, if that comes out winning this episode, it's going to blow my mind. <laughs> Here, here's the, Men here's in the Black task is the we best. have. Yeah. We've got a list of nine, of 900 movies that we've mm-hmm. created over the course also of Also into the Spider-Verse. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. And I would put, I, said, I would put I said Homecoming on there. Purged of Spider-Verse. What's that? I said I would put Homecoming in there because it's Queens, but I think most of that was filmed in other places. Yeah. We've got, Doc, how many movies on this list have you actually, uh, Walked by or seen the filming of. Um, I got a lot of again. Right? Hold on, <laughs> this list is enormous. It's like five pages of eight point type. Uh, just After go to the, hours. Go to the little oh my chat God, over Panic on and the Needle side. Pa- Panic and Needle Park is incredibly New York. But oh, again, we're, st- oh, we're a, still adding them. Okay, we're still gloomy, adding them. Yeah, we're still it's adding a gloomy them. New York. <laughs> <laughs> Clock is ticking, but we're still adding uh, them. Twelve Angry Men takes place nowhere. Spider-Man 2, of- they shot scenes in front of the Astro Base. We kept waving things out the window. <laughs> we kept opening an umbrella yeah. out our window. Like, idiots never show up and film. I don't know why. I'm picturing a guy digitally removing an umbrella that kept opening because of just us. Like, <laughs> we live near Peter Parker. <laughs> when I was a kid, tra- uh, we drove by the set of Cruising I mean, and oh. uh, King Kong 76. Hey. And when I was in college, I, I watched them blow stuff up on 6th Avenue for the Die Hard 3. 
Oh, like, that's amazing. That was the day I bought my camera at B&H Video for my photography class. B&H. I just put a roll of film in it. So I got like pictures of explosions and cars overturned. And I, when I developed them and turned them in, like people were like, what the? Like I looked like a war <laughs> photographer going, yeah, what'd you do for the assignment? <laughs> <laughs> Did you take a picture uh, of an apple? <laughs> when they filmed Enchanted, I think it was called Enchanted. Yeah, the how do you know number in Central Park. The, when they filmed Enchanted, they shut down my neighborhood for like two days. It was a nightmare. I walk out of my door and a PA is like, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, oh, yeah. hold on, hold on. Okay, go. Oh, I had every hour yeah, cigarettes. Like, I tried to come home and it, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. All right, you can go. Yeah. All right, guys. We uh, we we only have about uh, seven minutes left. So let's take this list that we have right here. I'm going to throw out a question to you uh, that might narrow this down a bit. The question was asked: What is the best New York movie? Not what is the best movie set in New York. So I will ask: Do you think that New York movie is a genre unto itself? Just based on looking at this list of movies that we have here, and we can eliminate some of them. If they don't fit into, you know what I mean? Like The Godfather is one of the greatest movies of all time. Ghostbusters is fantastic. Do these fit into that genre of beginning in the late seventies with Scorsese and the studio system breaking down and these young guys coming up all the way up through these mid eighties movies? I'm going to throw out cleaned up. I'm tossing out Ghostbusters only because the plot is not right. contingent on New York. They could do that really anywhere. That would be a fine L.A. movie. It would be a good movie to, for Illinois. Right. It's a good <laughs> Illinois film. Ghostbusters could have could have really boosted tourism in Illinois. I'm just saying. So what I what I, I think we're I looking disagree for... disagree a little, but... Okay. With what? That Ghostbusters... With the size could, of the buildings? I, I think... No, I think, it, I think there's definitely a spirit in Ghostbusters that's specifically New York, but mm-hmm. it's... It's clearly a ghost genre comedy movie. That, yeah, you could get away with somewhere else. But it's is, a busting film. It should be on the list the, of busting films. <laughs> and it makes yeah. you feel good. Yeah. yeah. Busting does, does make feel, you feel good. feel good busting films. Yeah. yeah. It's a feel good busting film. Feel good busting film of the summer. Yeah. yeah. So like a movie Busting that, Arizona, one of those films. Yeah. Like Malcolm X is a New York movie, but it's not a New York movie. Right. It's oh, a right. biopic. What, what fits the... The criteria on this list, what's fit, what, which is available in the chat if you want to see all of the uh, ones that are on this. What movie on this list do you think best exemplifies both the genre of a New York movie and that I, just because I love that idea of New York, we're gritty and gross, but come on, don't you love us? That kind of vibe of New York City. Slaves in New York is not on the list. That list is not complete, gentlemen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to add it. I'm going to add it right now. Wait, there just add the, please add Slaves in New York. Slaves of New York is, okay, you want me to look in the chat that we have on Zoom, and we have yeah. After Hours, Dog Day Afternoon, Annie Hall, Slaves of New York, Taking a Pelham 163, uh, New York Story. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, sorry. Two, three. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Why? Because it, it, it leaves Pelham, Pelham Bay Park at right. 123. I, that's how they know so it's Pelham 123. It's so New York. You guys don't know it. It's so New York. I wrote it down it's, wrong. I'm just reading quickly. New York Stories. Line. Mean it's Street. the sixth line that leaves Pelham at 123. That's Taxi Pelham driver. Do the right thing. Ghostbusters. There's so Remo many Williams, we haven't touched. Moonstruck. There's I know. so many we haven't touched. The Godfather. Yeah. Days of the Rosemary's Baby. Serpico. Serpico. Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, that's a good And one. yet we have three West minutes. West Side Story. We have three minutes. <laughs> I would say I would put Serpico and West Side Story on that list. Summer of Sam. 
Summer of Sam. Guys, yeah. that is very specific. Guys, we're looking in New York. We are getting some great shout outs in. We've got to pick one and we have three <laughs> minutes to do it. This is a two okay, Mark. I'm so gonna I'm, I'm still going back to my original Slaves of New York idea. After hours and slaves in New York are so quintessentially they're not just in New York, they're about New York. Mm-hmm. New York is not just a character, mm-hmm. it's the main character. All the people are trying to survive in New York. Everybody in Slaves New York are, you know, the main characters like maybe I'm not really a New Yorker and I just want to have a regular family and I don't want a crazy boyfriend, but she finds one in New York. She finds a regular guy at the end. Yay! And After Hours is about a guy that got in over his head downtown, which makes for an exciting movie. It's made by a New Yorker. Pelham, though. Pelham's awesome. Yeah. Crooklyn. (laughs) Jackson, please, for God's sake. (laughs) I'm trying to narrow it down to like four. I'm trying to find the ones we most agree. I feel like like the ones that we all went ooh. About. Well, there was yeah. only one that appeared on uh, both of your lists and immediately got a response from the only two people here who have seen it, and that's After Hours. Right. And we <laughs> talked a while about it. It is that quintessentially New York movie. I'm kind of is falling it the in best love with one? it. I'm, re- look, I'm ready to see it, with it now. Because I remember, I remember going to, uh, to video stores, to Movies Unlimited, and seeing mm-hmm. the poster, the which is... Which is uh, Griffin Dunn's head being screwed into the top of it's like a, a pocket watch. So his yeah. neck is all twisted up. And, and thinking it's so, like, what is that movie? It's so like Blockbuster's kind of box. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, what, what do you want to rent? How about this? Like, oh, my mom likes that. No way. I don't want to see a guy's head screwed into a clock. It's, yeah. it's not. It's the worst kind of box. <laughs> oh, it's. Is it a real time movie, too? Like, it's kind almost. Of. Kind it's of. Like, no, I mean, it, it takes, takes place, place over the course of one night. It ends yeah, at one right. one twenty nine a.m. <laughs> it takes place at eleven thirty two. Right. When it's at one two three. Right. Also, can I say this? Cheech and Chong are in it. Cheech and Chong right. as a comedy team. Right. Cheech and Chong are in it. And there's a there's a couple of Muppets. You'll like it. Yeah, there's <laughs> Muppets in it. I think uh, I think the like the most appropriate thing we could do instead of picking the most popular New York movie mm-hmm. is to. Go oh, wait, 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 unexpected wait. route and listen to we two New Yorkers. We wanted to pick the most popular New York No, no, no. I mean, but I mean, you don't I need us people, for that. I think people would expect, like, aren't you going to say, like, what, we, we've got that covered here. I think to take something like After Hours and yeah. pick no, that we, we have, will we have force empiric people to see evidence. it. Yeah, right. empiric evidence of this. We're not just some poll on, mm-hmm. on Wikipenis. You know, this is, this is <laughs> New Yorkers going, wait a minute, this is really New york well, look, I, and, and that, that, I, I think we have our answer then. That's it. Yeah. It's because we hours. asked, we had a question. It is submitted to us by uh, Tommy Bobo. <laughs> yeah. uh, he wants yeah. to know the best New York movie. So oh, we asked a couple best. of New Yorkers. <laughs> the question was best. <laughs> look, is it best? Oh. It's the best New York film. It's a great, first of all, it's a great film. It's a <laughs> film. When you guys are doing research, that was my research. I rewatched After Hours. And I rewatched Slaves New York. Slaves New York is not easy to make. Did you rewatch yeah. Muppets Take Manhattan? No, I didn't need to rewatch <laughs> yeah. it because it's, it's right here. It's right here in my heart. I don't, why would I have to rewatch that? For, for the home viewers, yeah. for the home viewers, hours, getting them to watch After Hours is, yeah. is a coup. I yeah, think. Also, taking home one off. two three the original is not yeah. as watched as it should be. And you mean one six three? Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't. Look. And Crooklyn, Crooklyn is, is criminally underwatched. Yeah. yeah. Crooklyn is amazing. It might be a damn near movie. masterpiece. Well, really good. You guys Inside Man is great too, though. Inside Man, I love. 
Yeah, you've got look, you've got yeah. a you got a lot of homework to do. We're, we're, the world. They're going to switch over to the Battlestar Galactica fan fiction panel if we don't. No, end they this never out. will. They're stuck also, here with ooh, us. Uh, can you ever forgive me if you didn't watch that two years ago? Uh, with, if you didn't get a screener of that, the, uh, watch, is that the uh, Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, yeah. Yes. that movie Fantastic. feels like 1994 New York to me. Oh my god! Oh yeah, right. that is a I'm good st- one. I'm, too. Cu- I'm shutting it down. I'm saying, people of the world, you have homework to do. You have to watch all <laughs> every movie that you heard mentioned. You have to watch at least twice but you have to watch the winner three times which is the 1985 martin scorsese film starring new york's favorite son griffin dunn <laughs> after yep. hours asked and answered boom boom thanks yeah. guys yeah. Thanks for public us. doc hammer thank you for joining us on we got this today thank well, you we for are we're happy to be a part of the virtual dragon con Yes. And thank you to Dragon Con and thank you to Ken Plume. This topic is closed. There are many more to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or go to Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Talk about your favorite New York movies. Thank you, producer Ken Plume. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus for a list that has been through the fire. Uh, <laughs> engineer Jen Alva and graphic designer Uri Kelman. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. Uh, and thanks to you, the people of the world, who give us an opportunity to jump on here with our buddies and talk about some movies that we have seen that we love and some movies that we haven't seen. So thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Together we're The Flophouse. A podcast where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Movies like Space Hobos, Into the Outer Reaches of the Unknown and the Things That We Don't Know, the movie, and also, who's that grandma? Zazzle Zippers, Breakdown 2, and Backhanded Compliment. Elvis is a policeman. Baby Crocodile and the Happy Twins. Leftover Potatoes? Station Wagon 3. Herbie Goes to Hell. New episodes available every other Saturday. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your... MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.